Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Is racism hurting you? On issues of race, are you unable to speak, think, and act with clarity and confidence? Are you tired of laughing when nothing is funny, smiling when you are not happy, agreeing when you really disagree? At counterracism.com, you can learn specific strategies and techniques to counter the behaviors of the people who practice racism in all areas of activity. Using words correctly, following counter-racist logic, even counter-racist science projects designed to reveal what racism is, how it works, and how to counter it. The open source code writing format allows you to pick and choose from a variety of counter-racist suggestions so you can produce the code that works for you. Stop by counterracism.com today and help replace racism with justice. That's counter-racism.com. The cows, uh, Gus and Justice, in for another program to hopefully share constructive information on what racism, white supremacy is, and how it works. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this program should have Dr. Francis Cress Welsing uh, with us to share uh, information. Um, I think I'm getting some assistance getting her on the line right now. Yeah, it should be a very constructive program. If uh, this is your first time checking out the cows, uh, please check the archives. Uh, Dr. Welsing has been here before. She was here in March. Uh, Mr. Fuller has been here, uh, I don't know, I think four times uh, at this point, um, as well as some other folks who've had very constructive uh, things to say about racism, white supremacy. Uh, check the archives. Also, make sure you check out our Cree 7 Counter-Racist Evolving Engineer, her program, uh, she's had Mr. Fuller. She also had Dr. Welsing. Uh, that program was not recorded. We suspect there was some interference, but uh, she has a program coming up this weekend as well. Um, uh, it will be uh, on Saturday at 2 p.m. Uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, she'll be uh, in with Mr. Tommy Hart uh, this weekend. Again, that's 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Saturday. Um, but, again, hopefully we'll have Dr. Welsing uh, joining us in a uh, hot second so we can get started. In. Let's see. 
for the uh, patients, and the chat room is closed. I will open the chat room up about halfway into the program. Uh, so folks hopefully will just be uh, listening and paying attention to uh, what is said during the program. Dr. Welsing, are you with us? Okay, I didn't think so, yeah. Um, while I have the time waiting, um, the program with Matt Ray, um, that program that was scheduled for Thursday, uh, Professor Ray he contacted me about uh, maybe an hour or so before the program was scheduled to air. He contacted me and said that he had the flu and that he had planned to do the program uh, anyway. Um, but he was uh, not feeling well, didn't think he'd be able to pull it off, and then canceled. Uh, this is Professor Ray uh, yesterday, uh, December 10th, when he was scheduled to be on the cows, uh, and, and did not uh, follow through on his commitment. And I have been speaking with him since July. Uh, he was, uh, I found out about him in Eula Biss's work, and uh, I contacted him over the summer. He said, sure went through the program, and he uh, took, you know, four or five months to even get a date nailed down where we could actually do the show. And then hello? he uh, called. Uh, hello, Dr. Uh, Welsen? Yes. Dr. Welsen? Yes. Oh, okay. Outstanding. Uh, thank you for taking some of your time out uh, of your busy day to uh, speak with us. Always a pleasure to be able to speak with you about white supremacy. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again uh, for those who are not familiar. Uh, Third-generation physician, uh, general and child psychologist, author psychiatrist. of the ISIS, psychiatrist. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Author of the ISIS papers and victim of white supremacy, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Um, this program, context of white supremacy, we. Uh, always focused exclusively on racism, white supremacy. So hopefully this will, uh, this will be like the advanced class, hopefully. Um, for those who are not familiar with your work, can you please give them your definition of racism, white supremacy? Uh, well, racism is a local, national, global system and dynamic organized by people who classify themselves as white in all areas of people activity. It's patterns of perception, logic, thought, speech, action, and emotional response. Behavior that is organized specifically for the purpose of white genetic survival and to prevent white genetic annihilation on planet Earth, a planet upon which the vast and overwhelming majority of people are black, brown, red, and yellow, and the uh, people who classify themselves as white are genetic recessive compared to the people who are classifying themselves as white. And as I said, the system is for the purpose of white genetic survival and preventing white genetic annihilation on planet Earth. 
outstanding. Um, again, that's I'm in total agreement with your definition uh, that the system of white supremacy dominates all nine areas of people activity, and uh, dedicate my program to try and uh, sharing as much constructive information about that as possible. Um, I want to hop right to uh, what I have been seeing plastered uh, on uh, newspapers and uh, news programs for about the past two weeks now. Um, and, and I mean, this kind of hits right to the core of a lot of things that you speak about in so many different ways. Um, have you been following the controversy with Mr. Tiger Woods and what uh, is alleged to have happened, what was reported to have happened, uh, and all the uh, trouble he's having with his uh, white wife? Well, I certainly have um, been following some of it. Mm. Did you have a specific question about that, or? Yes, ma'am. Um, I I, uh, I have been very uh, outspoken in my views on sexual intercourse between white people and non-white people under the system of white supremacy, and saying that I do not think it's correct. Um, and looking at this situation, and in particular seeing the number of reports. Uh, where people suspect that there could have been some conflict where uh, perhaps his wife attacked him, uh, assaulted him, and he was perhaps fleeing from her, and that's how uh, he crashed his uh, sports utility vehicle. Um, do you feel that a lot of this conflict and the way he's being, uh, I think, vilified uh, in the press, uh, do you think uh, this relates to white genetic annihilation and a non-white male being in a sexual relationship with a white woman? Well, I certainly think that uh, that is a part of it. It's almost like uh, attacking O.J. Simpson mm. over again. Do you see it vilified in the media um, over and over and over and over again? Um, what I'm given to understand is that he was, I assume that in response to his wife uh, finding out Maybe she didn't find out for the first time, but uh, she certainly found out that he was having relationships with other white females mm -hmm. and that she ended up attacking him with a golf club. And uh, he might have uh, fled from the house and she continued attacking the vehicle he was driving in. If he was indeed hit, as I'm given to understand that he was, that uh, he was hit and maybe he did uh, have a concussion from being hit with a golf club. Anyway, he that may have contributed to his uh, running the car into a tree and to a fire hydrant, or he attempted to get out of the car and probably passed out not necessarily from the hit, but maybe from what had happened to him prior to his getting in the automobile. Anyway, it's a tragedy. I will say, you know, infidelity is a tragedy from a marital point of view, but I'm struck by the fact that the media is acting as though he was the one who did something physical to his wife. And the way that they're talking about him, the media could be saying that a number of white females that, then, you know, whether it's five or ten or 15 or 20 white females that he might have had relationship with, that this demonstrates 
a lot of trashy white females, but it doesn't focus on that. It focuses on Tiger Woods. And if we understand racism being a system about the fear of white genetic annihilation, then we can understand why there is a necessary attack not only on Tiger Woods but O.J. Simpson and why even the attack that we see taking place on President Barack Obama. Now, the latter, President Obama, is not married to a white female, but the system of racism in its strive consciously and or subconsciously to survive genetically, which is, of course, never talked about. But I maintain in my analysis and definition that that is the key to the system of racism, white supremacy, white genetic survival. And that would mean that black people in general, non-white people in general, black people more specifically, and black male persons even more specifically, would have to be the major designated enemy because black people have the greatest genetic potential to cause white genetic annihilation. And it is males who can impose sexual intercourse as opposed to females. And so we see a horrific attack taking place on black male persons or if a black male has uh, developed a position of prominence, uh, such as Tiger Woods, such as O.J. Simpson, such as President Barack Obama, the need to pull down, tear down, discredit, uh, and otherwise attempt to destroy. I heard a discussion on a radio program earlier today when uh, there was a discussion about some um, white minister who was telling um, his listeners to turn to a specific radio station. Maybe this is on the Internet. And uh, I think it's a, a particular chapter and verse in uh, the book of Psalms where it talks about destroying uh destroying a leader and turning the wife into a widow and that the children will suffer and directing this for people to think about the president of the United States, you know, attack and destroy. Wow. And we already know that uh President Barack Obama has received more death threats than any other president. In history, I've heard the figure 400 times the number of death threats. And so, with you know, the important point is is that we need to understand why we are witnessing this behavior. Uh, and if we understand racism, white supremacy as a total global system for white genetic survival that's operative in economics, education, entertainment, labor law, politics, religion, sex, and war. We can understand why we see these things, and I maintain the important thing is not for black people to go around hating white people. That's a waste of time and energy. 
But if you understand that this is the structure of a local, national, global system that is directed against people of color and directed against black people in general, then the challenge is what do we do in response? What do we do beyond complaining about it? And we have uh, a history since formal enslavement of complaining about the attack by people who classify themselves as white and talking about the pain that we are caused. It's only recently that, uh, more recently, that we have a more in-depth understanding of exactly and specifically why this is happening. In other words, the people who classified themselves as white people on this planet, they're a tiny minority of people, fewer than one-tenth of the people on the planet have white skins. And those people collectively identify themselves as white people. And they are in a conscious and or subconscious struggle for their genetic survival on the planet. And that necessitates killing continuous killing of numbers of non-white people. We see it happening in the Middle East. We see it happening on the continent of Africa. I maintain that HIV-AIDS is not some mysterious virus that fell out of the sky, that uh, it is a virus designed to kill people of color. And it may be ethno-specifically designed because the system of racism, white supremacy, does create biological warfare weapons. And if they are in fear of their genetic survival, those weapons were not designed to destroy people who are classified as white. But people who are classified as non-white, again, within the context, within the power context and structure of their effort, of white genetic survival for the global white minority population. Wow, you you touched on uh, President Barack Obama and uh, the way he is is treated as a non-white person, even though he is uh, president of the United States. Um, I just saw an article uh, just last week where uh, it was talking about President Obama's efforts to maintain uh, his Latino support, and I read the article, and it talked about all these different things that he's doing to reach out to uh, Latinos so, he know, so that they know uh, he's concerned about them and, and values uh, their uh, voting for him uh, and that he is, is not going to uh, forget about their needs. And I thought about that and really contrasted that with I've never seen anything where uh, President Obama uh, is reported to be making sure that black supporters, uh, that he's not losing his black supporters and that black people, uh, that black people know, hey, I'm concerned about you and, and I'm thinking about you all and, and what your needs are. Um, understanding he is a victim of white supremacy and, and uh, that white people are ultimately responsible for him being uh, in the White House, uh, how do you feel that plays out in the system of white supremacy, him, be, be, him being reported to be very concerned about so-called Latinos uh, and not necessarily being that reported to be that concerned about black people? 
Well, as we know, uh, early on, it was probably might have been during the primary phase, uh, where he talked about the uh, necessity to have discussion about racism. And then uh, his uh, attorney general, Eric Holder, uh, came out and made a very strong statement about racism and that we were possibly a nation of cowards in our inability to talk about racism. And I uh, personally have concluded that... uh, President Barack Obama was warned against stepping into a specific discussion about racism, white supremacy, as it impacts black people. And I think that also uh, Attorney General Eric Holder was uh, warned, don't go there. Hmm. You see, the outcry that developed when uh, they both attempted to talk about uh Racism. So they, you know, were told, no, don't discuss that. So I think that, uh, I certainly don't think that uh, President Obama is not interested in helping black people. I think that he is in the position, you see, we could say the same thing about the Black Caucus. You never hear the Black Caucus come out and talk about racism, white supremacy, they may allude to it, but they cannot keep uh, receiving campaign funds at the level that is needed to get reelected and openly talk about uh, racism, white supremacy as a system. They see so that the things that are of concern, in a sense, are nitpicked at. You see, whether, you know, a little bit here, police brutality there, uh, maybe uh, the um, outlandish levels of incarceration of blacks compared to white, the disparate sentencing, uh, powder cocaine versus crack cocaine, uh, unemployment, uh, the disparate uh, levels of unemployment as it affects black compared to white. But we don't hear overall discussion of system of racism, white supremacy. I mean, you know, we could, as black people being victimized horrifically by this system for hundreds of years because I maintain that the enslavement of black people was one phase one phase of the system of racism, white supremacy. Uh, But we don't hear racism, it could be talked about as terrorism. Mm -hmm. More deaths have resulted from racism, white supremacy being carried out on planet Earth than any other power structure that has ever existed on this planet insofar as we know about the history of human beings on the planet. So we could well talk about the terrorism brought on by the system of racism, white supremacy. But we see the system talking about terrorists and not even referring to the persons who classify themselves as white who overtly talk about killing black people 
and who overtly talk about white supremacy in this area of the world. We don't hear them referred to as terrorists. You see, but the people that are referred to as terrorists are all people of color, whether they are in Pakistan, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. Those are all people of color. And as we turn on the media every day, we either hear 100 and 150 people dead and 400 wounded, you see, on and on and on and on. Or if we read deeply into the media, the number of people on the continent of Africa that are dying from HIV AIDS in the tens of millions. You see the population uh, being decimated on the continent of Africa as people who classify themselves as white are going into the continent to take the resources the minerals and the other resources that remain uh, in the ground. So, no, no one wants to talk about racism, white supremacy, as the powerful dynamic that exists on this planet. And I maintain I'm the only psychiatrist in the world that as a general psychiatrist and child psychiatrist who has been talking about the system of racism and white supremacy for the last 40-plus years. Now, that's a tragedy because this dynamic of racism is responsible for, uh, you know, people have recently been talking about the movie Precious, which I maintain is a direct image defamation of black people. Now, black people who don't understand racism, white supremacy as a total system and just look at a film in isolation uh, from the power dynamic in which it occurs. Do you see? But there's never been, from what I've read and what I've heard people discussed, such a horrific defamation of black people in a film in a long time. People used to talk about birth of a nation. Mm. Well, now they can talk along with birth of a nation. Uh, they can talk about uh, the film that came out in 2009 called Precious. Do you see anybody looking at that film knows that, do you see, the people who classify themselves as white will come away from that film saying, these people don't deserve education. These people are less than animals. They don't deserve education. They don't deserve housing. They don't deserve jobs. Basically, they deserve to be dead. You know, life unworthy of life, which is what Adolf Hitler said about the Semites of the Jewish religion prior to their extermination uh, in Europe, in Germany and Europe. Hitler said that he was not concerned about their religion. He said it wasn't their religion, it was the fact that they were not white people. And if you look at the area of the world in the Middle East, there were not white people in the Middle East, those are all people of color. Now, you know, if they move out of out of Africa, the Middle East, and begin to move into Europe and miscegenate, deliberately miscegenate, 
over hundreds of years, then you have a lot of people that appear to be white, which is why Adolf Hitler wanted to know who are your grandparents and who are your great-grandparents. But you are not white, and Europe is for white people, and this is why you're going to be destroyed. So the same thing in the main instrument prior to direct extermination was portrayal in the media, constant portrayal in the media. Horrible images of Semites of the Jewish religion. See, that term Semites of the Jewish religion, the terminology, anti-Semitism, is important because Semite is a word for meaning mulatto, mixed race. So you have Semites of the Jewish religion, Semites of the Islamic religion. Those are all people of color. And it's just like black people in this area of the world, people who ended up being uh, ancestors, being miscegenated by the slave master that went on for hundreds of years. So we have a large segment of our population that can pass for white. You see, but they many of them many of them pass for white, and many of them don't pass for white. But if you look at them, they look on the surface like white people until they start talking about uh, their ancestry. So if a population is concerned about white genetic survival, you see, and this is why we, all people of color, learn the color code. It doesn't matter whether you came from the Caribbean or Asia or whether you're living in Europe or Australia or the United States. The people of color, under the system of racism and white supremacy, have learned the white supremacy color code for white genetic survival, and that's if you're black, get back. Brown, stick around. Yellow, mellow, white, right. And so when people talk about President Barack Obama addressing the Hispanic people, brown people, do, do you see what I'm saying? And uh, and this is what is happening in this area of the world. Get rid of the black people. Bring in some lesser colored people, so-called brown people, Hispanic people. But move the black people out of the way. This is happening in urban centers all over this area of the world. You know, whether it's called gentrification, it could be called color removal that people who classify themselves want to return to the urban centers, but they don't want to come in and share the space. They want the black people to be gone. Mm. Wow. Again, Dr. Francis Cress Welling, author of the ISIS papers. Um, you, you already brought it up. Um, the film Precious, I know uh, many people have been talking about that. Um, when I spoke with you, um, you also mentioned uh, the blind side, and you juxtaposed those two films. I wanted to ask, do you think that is uh, an example of uh, racist contrast programming, where the blind side, you get a white family, um, they, they certainly are not as, as uh, doing as poorly as the non-white people who are portrayed in Precious, uh, but in the blind side, this white family, they adopt a black male, 
I believe he, he says in the film, you know, he never had a bed until he uh, comes to stay with these white people. Uh, you get this image, and I believe The Blind Side is currently the number one film in this area of the world. Uh, you get that compared with Precious, uh, where the non You see, in other words, it. right, Blind Side shows uh, so-called healthy family functioning. Mm. and portraying white people as so deeply caring about a black person, mm. whereas Precious shows no family functioning and stability. Mm. And so those two films come out at the same time. And if you don't understand system structure, you just think, oh, that film came out and then this film came out, and that there's no relationship between the two. But they are showing black contrasted to white. It's just like on the television. I don't know what you see on the West Coast so much, but you see um, many overweight black people on the television. No overweight white people on television. Hmm. Now, overweight, do you see obesity? and then they say obesity, diabetes, and hypertension are the cause of health care costs being so high. So what are they saying? Black people are the cause of health care being so expensive. Mm-hmm. And whereas the people who vote against universal health care or everybody having the same health care package that the people who are are elected officials. People want to squabble about that, and that's too much, and how is that going to be paid for? But the same system can pay any amount of money to kill people. For sure. To kill people of color, any amount of money. See, if the, the amount of money that is spent to kill non-white people on the planet, whether it's Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Congo, if that same amount of money, you know, everybody in the world could have housing, food, clothing, and health care. Wow. And pay taxes as need be. But this is why it is... Very important. You see, not important. Uh, it's not about hating white people. It's about understanding what racism, white supremacy is all about. I don't know how many of the articles that you have seen about albinos and uh, al- albinos currently in Africa being, you know, mistreated and killed by uh, black people. Because they think the you know they want parts uh, we're told in the media that the black people on the continent kill albinos and they want parts of the albinos' bodies because they think that uh they can be important in magical potence. Well, they don't stop to think who taught black people on the continent of Africa in more modern times uh that white is important, that white is powerful. And so the people who have been the most mistreated, the people of color who have been most mistreated, the people on the continent of Africa, 
you know, who told them that black was inferior and white was superior so that you have people on the continent of Africa, black people, buying skin-lightening potions or skin-lightening creams. People of color all over, people in Asia, buy skin-lightening products because they have been taught that white is superior and to have uh, melanated skin means that you are inferior. So then the black people on the continent of Africa want to ingest a part of somebody, I won't say ingest, but, you know, have as a talisman, a part of some people in some places on the continent of Africa, let us say, we are told in the media. You see, and then we see the people who classify themselves rushing in to save the albinos. Hmm. Wow. And white skin itself is albinism. And I say that what happened early, early, early on is that the black people put the albino people out of Africa. You know, albinism is a genetic mutation from black. And chase them out, and that's how white people ended in Europe, as quiet as it's kept. But the point is, is that while the African people, uh, before so-called independence, and I say so-called independence, because even though the colonies on the continent of Africa uh, received independence, the system of racism, white supremacy, didn't disappear. But during the hundreds of years of colonialism, imperialism, where black people were being hacked up and killed and decimated by white people on the continent of Africa, the the black people were being taught to have skin without color uh, is somehow connected with power. And they were taught to hate themselves just like the black people in this area of the world. Hate yourself. The more color you have, hate yourself and hate those that look like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are very deep messages, along with being given a religion where uh, it is being taught that God is white. How do they teach that? Well, if Jesus is as painted by Michelangelo, pale and white, and we say, well, Jesus is a son of God, then God has to be white. Mm-hmm. And so people of color all over the planet are being taught, pray to the oppressor to save you. Or if you transgress, uh, as a white female told a young black man at one of the Fisk University Race Relations Institute gatherings. Uh, The institute is no longer functional, but a white female told a young black man who said he did not uh, believe in talking about racism because he was a Christian. Mm -hmm. And an elderly white female, an older white female, said to him, look, we gave you that religion. (laughs) And we taught black people to focus on three things specifically in that religious framework. Slave, obey your master. 
turn the other cheek to the slave master, and you will get your reward in heaven. I suspect that was uh, the admitted racist Farrell Winfrey uh, who said that. Is that uh, at Fisk University? Yeah, I think I mentioned that to you before. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's been on this program uh, three times, uh, actually, uh, to share information. Um, you 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 mentioned a very uh, important dynamic uh, in terms of non-white people, victims of white supremacy, being uh, conditioned uh, to to pray and worship. Uh, images of a white Jesus, basically, to uh, to pray to their oppressor. Um, and you talked about how that dynamic continues to play out with non-white people looking for a white savior. Um, the admitted racist known as Tim Wise, I feel he uh, very closely uh, fits uh, that bill in terms of non-white people seeing a white person who does talk about racism and say that white supremacy exists and that non-white people are being mistreated. Uh, non-white people really look at him and uh, just, you know, think he is the best white person in the world. He couldn't possibly be racist. Um, do you have a view on the, the white people like Tim Wise and the other white people who say they're anti-racist um, on the work that they do and if you feel that they're sincere in this work to work against racism? Well, they are in that role of um you know, even announcing I am a racist, but since black people have been programmed under white supremacy to look to a white savior, so that when white people pose as being against racism, mm-hmm. I would almost need to say pretend to be against racism and go amongst black people they are triggering that programming, that early programming of Mm. black people being trained to look at God as white Mm. under white supremacy programming. And so Mm. when white people go amongst black people in the role of, I'm saving you, do you see that if people who classify themselves as white want to end racism. That's why they don't call themselves counter-racism. Counter-racism is about replacing racism, white supremacy with justice. Anti-racism is verbalizing to black people, white people verbalizing to black people that they are interested in ending racism. If people who classify themselves as white are the people who are practicing racism, white supremacy, then uh, the Tim Wise, the Farrell Winfrey's, and that entire group, they would not have to have anything to do whatsoever with black people. They would be going amongst white people and forcing white people to end racism, white supremacy. They would sort of be in the role of a John Brown. But they're not doing that. And so they are just milking the programming that has already been set up in the system of racism and white supremacy, having black people who are unaware, sort of like Jim Jones, Mm. coming to save black people 
in leading them to their destruction. Because they are giving black people misleading messages by saying, I'm for you. Well, if you're for me, then go amongst the people who practice white supremacy and stop them. But that's not that's not where the effort is. It's like the white movie stars that go to Africa. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And put little morsels of food in black people's mouths or adopting black children and really teaching that white people love black people. At the same time, the larger structure of racism, white supremacy, is destroying black people. Mm. Wow. You, but they, you, you never hear, you know, um, re- read about uh, Bill Gates going to China and setting up... Uh, HIV, AIDS testing situations, but you don't hear Bill Gates, you know, one of the wealthiest people on the planet, so-called, talking about racism, white supremacy, or using any of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation money to determine exactly how did this virus get started. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. You uh, you used the term uh, pretend and pose when you talked about Tim Wise and, and these white people. And Tim Wise, admitted racist, uh, who come amongst non-white people, black people, to speak about racism. Uh, do you? It seems like you you suspect strongly suspect that these people are not sincere. Uh, well, wait a minute. He said he's a racist. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He said he's a racist. So that's enough said. Mm. You, you don't My definition that. of racism is the effort for white genetic survival on the planet. Mm-hmm. So if a person says that's who I am, mm-hmm. so it's not me saying something, it's him saying it. Mm-hmm. But black people, do you see, after it's uh, the Stockholm Syndrome, after somebody has been imprisoned a long time and they begin to fall in love with the people who have mistreated them mm-hmm. because they each day that they are mistreated, they keep hoping that the person who's doing the mistreatment will stop. And so they move into an identification with the force that is mistreating them. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Because they're not functioning with an analysis of what exactly is happening. So they understand that dynamic in depth. You see, I would dare say that if uh, a word went out over the Internet that um, non-white people could turn white by tomorrow morning, if they uh, purchase this particular pill, set of pills on eBay, that you could be white if you order these pills. The pills could cost $100,000 a piece. 
and somehow the majority of non-white people on the planet would find that money mm-hmm. if they had to kill each other to get it, to order the pills that would allow them to become white by tomorrow morning and to have, uh, the, you know, then you order the second pill that costs $200,000 and that would allow you to have white features so you look white. Mm-hmm. And maybe a third pill that will give you blonde hair. <laughs> Do you see, in other words, the programming for hundreds and hundreds of years has been very intense, and it's continuous. If you turn on the television in the morning, you're going to see white, 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 white. And blonde white women. Thin, blonde white women. And so you start your day and close out the day at the end of the day if you're looking at the news and seeing white, 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 white. And all in the middle, the castigation of uh, black people in one way or another. They're just talking about the terrorists in the part of the world where they're supposed to be. Terror that we have to start wars in order to prevent them from attacking white. And as long as people don't have a global perspective, do you see, in which they themselves can use their brain faculties to analyze do you see, but again, this is the importance of the film Precious. Precious, if somebody sits in that film, they're going to come out with the annihilation. If a black person sits there, they're going to come out with the annihilation of black self-respect. Wow. And the white person who is sitting there in the row next to them is going to come out more determined for white genetic uh, survival or, you know, the destruction of non-white people because it's so horrific. Do you see someone as powerful as Oprah Winfrey does not understand racism, white supremacy, but she did understand, does understand that she has to have a majority white audience for her show to continue. Mm. Wow. Again, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Um, I did when I when I spoke with you. Uh, I said that because uh, Tim Wise has been on this program uh, and admitted to being a racist on this program. Um, when I spoke with him, I, I let him know uh, that I did not think he was sincere uh, in his efforts and that he uh, the way he speaks to non-white people, particularly the tone. A lot he does a lot of his talks in churches, and I mean it's it's exactly what you said about. Uh, just See, it's saying. like Jesus coming off that mm-hmm. painting on the wall down <laughs> to the masses of people. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, told, I mean, I've seen him in person, and he was in a church uh, talking to uh, both non-white people and white people. And the non-white people, uh, they were responding. He had the tone. He, he sounds, uh, often he sounds 
like, uh, I guess, the stereotypical Southern black preacher uh, in the way that he speaks about racism. And I, I told him uh, this on the program, and he said there was a lot of truth uh, to the criticisms that I had. Um, an the email, observation that you had. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, he wrote an email where he mentioned uh, both you uh, and Mr. Fuller, in addition to writing some emails to me personally before the program, uh, saying that he didn't like my blog, he didn't like my views on racism. Uh, he that he did was, not like your views? Yes, ma'am. He said uh, specifically that it was unethical for me to say and reference him as an admitted racist, even though he did admit to being a racist on my program. He said that was unethical. Um, he also said, and I'm reading directly from the email, uh, he said that uh, Dr. Wellson's preoccupation with sex combined with her own strangely Eurocentric devotion to Freudian psychoanalysis raises more questions about her than anyone she might seek to analyze. I was just curious if you had any thoughts on what Mr. Wise wrote. Wow, this is this is uh this is how cool uh the system of racism white supremacy is. As I was waiting to get Doctor Welsing's response, it seems I lost her call. Doctor Welsing, you still there? Yeah, see, lost her call. This is how cool the system of racism white supremacy is. Hopefully, uh we'll get her back uh, on the line so she can respond to uh what Mr. Rise wrote. Uh, again, the cow's context of racism uh white supremacy. Well, hold on one second. I'm going to play a commercial. I'm going to make sure I'm still connected to make sure uh, that I didn't uh, I didn't get lost here. Hold on one second. I'm just going to play this to make sure I'm still. Okay, I'm still connected. Groovy. So, uh, yes, hopefully we'll get Dr. Welsing uh, reconnected so that she can respond to Mr. Wise. But I, I hope people are paying attention to this. This is not the first time this has happened on the cows where uh, we have been disconnected uh, and generally at very critical moments when Richard Bernstein was here and I was questioning uh, whether he was practicing racism and his responses about sexual intercourse between white people and non-white people, bing, show got cut. Um, this, yeah, this is not the first time this happened. This happened on the program with uh, Khalid Patterson and Frederick Gooding. Um, I mean, it, it's happened uh, numerous times. It happened on the program with Michael Bradley. Um, I, I don't even, it's not even any, really anything uh, noteworthy uh, anymore um, because it happens so frequently. But, uh, yeah, I suspect white people on their job hopefully will get uh, Dr. Welsing back on the line um, so she can respond because I'm, I'm real interested to hear her response to uh, Mr. Wise's uh, statement in that email. Um, let's see, I think, and I actually, I also want to report this. I lost several callers. I was actually looking directly at the switchboard when all this happened, and I lost several callers. There were several people who called in just to listen to the program, and I lost them. Um, I lost them as well uh, as Dr. Welsing, so we're going to see if uh, we got her back yet. Um, but Ken, I didn't hear what you uh, 
completely were saying about Tim Wise's statement. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had some interference. That happens regularly here on this program for some reason. Uh, I will read it again. Um, he said, and I'm quoting directly, uh, Dr. Welsing's preoccupation with sex combined with her own strangely Eurocentric devotion to Freudian psychoanalysis raises more questions about her than anyone she might seek to analyze. That was his statement. I was curious to get your response. Well, I would I would just say that uh, anyone who knows about the body of my work uh, knows that uh, that is incorrect, but, you know, his demeanment of a black person who has been talking about countering racism longer than he ever considered himself an anti-racist, this would be expected from a person who identifies himself as a racist. Do, do you see where racism is, white supremacy is about blocking and preventing black people fully understanding racism, white supremacy, so that they can organize their behavior in a constructive and meaningful way against the system of racism, white supremacy. So he identifies himself as racist. He then comes along and attacks the one psychiatrist on the entire planet who has been talking about racism, white supremacy, in an attempt to help black people understand racism, white supremacy, than anybody else. And so he ends up identifying himself as racist and then attacking a black person who is a counter-racist. If he attacked Neely Fuller, he starts talking about white supremacy based on having heard Neely Fuller's material and my material. He tries to take some of it and go off and convince black people to follow him as a white person who identifies himself as a racist playing on black people's lack of understanding and vulnerability, it's like saying, follow me. It's like Jim Jones saying to black people, follow me. In the maintenance of you need white people leading you in order to survive and to develop on planet Earth. When black people were the first people, the mothers and fathers of everybody on the planet, but I would just say that Mr. Wise is consistent uh, with what he says. He identified himself as a racist, and he indeed is practicing racism, white supremacy, and trying to prevent people of color from, you know, I guess disconnecting themselves or freeing themselves from the ideology that they have had imposed upon them by that system of racism and white supremacy. So he's true to what he identified himself as being. Wow. He uh, he, uh, he even admitted what you just said about taking work from uh, non-white people, Mr. Fuller, yourself. Uh, he admitted that as well on the program that he does. Okay. Um, look to non-white people and, and 
get some of their work and get them to uh, revise his own work, and then he goes out. And I even told him he is the Elvis Presley of uh, doing work against racism on the show, and he said that there was a lot of truth to that statement. So, uh, yeah, you I, see, I, he's <laughs> it's like basically, uh, you know, white jazz musicians acting as though they developed jazz. Yes, ma'am. After yeah. listening to black jazz musicians improvise to the highest possible level, then somebody comes and spends a lot of time listening to what they've done and now duplicating it and then saying, I am the founder of jazz. Do you see? So we are, you know, we are familiar uh, with this, but I would just say it's uh, well. Why can I? How can I even say it's tragic? In other words, this is the way racism, white supremacy, is maintained on planet Earth. But it is up to us as black people to uh, begin to understand. It's like playing the black side of the chessboard, and uh, if you were playing chess you wouldn't anticipate that the white side of the chessboard is going to tell you how to win the game, or for that matter, playing football or basketball. Uh, you know, one team doesn't anticipate that an opposing team is going to say, I'm going to tell you how to beat me. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. But, you know, Tim Wise can do no better than, uh, you know, the best thing that he can possibly do is identify who he is. And if he said, I am a racist, then listen to that and expect what he does to fit with his self-definition. Mm. You see, or to observe and see, well, let's see how many white churches Tim Wise goes to. You see, but he's not paid to go to white churches. He's paid to go amongst black people and to further deceive them. Again, third generation physician, doctor, excuse me, psychiatrist, psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Francis Crest Welsing. Um, I'm a third generation physician, but my father and his father were, you know, general practitioners, but I'm first-generation psychiatrist, third-generation physician. My apologies. Thank you, ma'am. Um, you, uh, just your work, period, uh, even if I had not spoke with you directly, just your work has been very helpful for me to get uh, an understanding of what is happening on the planet. I uh, would not be doing this radio program if it were not for your work and uh, Mr. Fuller's work. Um, always just a real pleasure to have uh, either of you on the program. Um, but speaking with you specifically about the White Privilege Conference, uh, I spoke with you earlier in the year, and I let you know that I had met uh, with uh, Dr. Eddie Moore, Jr. Uh, he is a black male, uh, and he is uh, the head of founder of the White Privilege Conference. And uh, you said uh, that... With whose that money? I'm sorry? I say with whose money? Oh, uh, I think... In other words, who's money. funding him? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Yes, uh -huh. ma um, you, uh, you said that is, that is important. You need to have him on the show. Black people need to know that there is a black male uh, who is in charge, in quotes, in charge 
of the white privilege conference uh, and in a sexual relationship with an admitted racist white female. Uh, why did you feel that that was important, that non-white people, victims of racism, needed to know that? Needed to know that he was involved with a white female or married to a white female? No, the conference that just that Dr. Eddie Moore Jr., a black male, was the person who is in charge, in quotes, of the white privilege conference. Well, uh, I'm I'm not recalling exactly uh, uh, my response. Um, you know, maybe if you can refresh my memory about the context in which I may have said that. Do, do you see? In other words, if he is the person who is said to be in charge of the white privilege conference and he's a black person who is married to a white person. Well, that also furthers the whole concept of, of white supremacy. How so? In other words, you say that he is married to a white person. Counter racism. See, in other words, if people people classify themselves as white and people of color on the planet, if they really want to speed the ending of racism, white supremacy, it will be no sexual relationships between white people and black people until white supremacy is ended, because sexual relations between the victims of racism and people who classify themselves as white or racist, suspect racist, makes people of color think that the problem has been solved mm-hmm. prematurely. Do you see where is it hasn't? If, I mean, imagine if non-white people all over the planet says, well, no, we are not having sexual relationships with people who classify themselves as white as long as we are victims of white supremacy. But if you have a person who is having a, uh, you know, and again, when I said, who, where is the money coming from to hold the conference? Yes, ma'am. Is this coming from a black person, or is this money coming from people who classify themselves as white? The money controls the content. Yes, ma'am. The money controls the image. That's like when black people, black people can have elaborate programs on television that are funded by big corporations, and they can express anything other than to talk about the system of racism, white supremacy. So it's black people sitting there, but they are not allowed to talk about what the people who are funding are actually doing or what their dynamic is on the planet. They don't have to be talking about hating white people, but they're not allowed to talk about the dynamic of racism, white supremacy. Yes, ma'am. And so this is just strategic. It looks for the undiscerning eye that people like people of color and really want to help people of color. 
But as long as the dynamic that is holding black people in a state of oppression or other people of color on the planet in a state of oppression, as long as that's not being identified, then how much it's like, you know, looking at the symptom without eradicating the disease. Wow. Um, Dr. Moore actually had him on the program as well. Um, and we Had who on the program? Dr. Eddie Moore, Jr. He is the, found, the black male and founder of the White Privilege Conference. Uh, he was on the program in May, and we discussed um, a lot of the issues that you just brought up uh, and we spent uh, a considerable amount of time talking about the fact that he is in a sexual relationship with a white woman, and this white woman admitted to being a racist. Um, I asked her about this on the program, and uh, this is just 20 seconds. I wanted you to hear this because he made just an incredible statement here. Uh, I haven't recorded it's 20 seconds. I, I would really uh, love to get your feedback on this. Uh, okay, here we go. And it may be, and I'm not unwilling to critical look critically look at this. It may be a just a um, you know just a personal desire on my part to 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 find a you know kind of soothing lotion so it doesn't feel so painful what it is that you're saying. So I'm not unwilling to look at that. Okay, that was we were talking about sexual intercourse between white people and non-white people. Were you able to hear what he said? So did it, was he saying a soothing uh, a soothing lotion so that he won't have to think about, about how painful it is? Yes, ma'am. Well, there you are. In other words, I, I, it's racism and white supremacy is so horrible in its impact on me and my life that I want to have something that seems to uh, give me the fantasy that that which is not all right is all right and give me some temporary comfort or feed into my illusions. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, do, do you see, and I think that um, this is uh, the case. I uh, had a lecture last night, my institute, the Cress Welsing Institute of Psychiatry and Social Research, and a young woman uh, towards the end of the session was talking about the number of black men who are relating to white women, and she talked about a website that has a list of all of the prominent black men or, you know, uh, sports persons who are married to white women, and she was talking about how discouraging that is. But I think that the comment that the gentleman made on your tape do you see, like, it's so horrible that I wanted to pretend that it has gone away. Mm. Wow. wow. But to the extent that, uh, do you see, the black person who said they knew that the person that they were with was admitted racist. Mm. 
you see, but they're still white, and I can fantasize that the biggest problem in my life and in the life of my ancestors has gone away. But at some points and at many points, I'm aware that it hasn't gone away. Wow. Again, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Um and I'm not I'm not picking on Dr. Moore. Uh, I appreciated him taking time to come on the program. Uh he said he is a recovering victim of white supremacy. See, um, but you can't recover if the process is ongoing. Hmm. The pro he he can't be a recovered victim as long as the system is intact. As long as the system is threatening any black man who dares to think of himself as president and has to deal with death threats every day. Do you see? So the number of white females who have been released in the system of racism, white supremacy, it's like a battalion, an army saying, okay, we have a battalion uh, special uh, battalion that is going out to deceive the enemy. And so those white women go with, have relations with, have sex with, marry black men. And those black men are in a state of confusion, i.e. Tiger Woods. O.J. Simpson, do, do you see, or you can name um, maybe hundreds of others. Mm-hmm. And so you can use those persons. I mean, in other words, if, uh, and, you know, I'll just say a person in the situation of the individual that you're talking about, to not focus on him, but just take any black male could be a black female who's with a white man. Mm-hmm. And so the black female who's married to a white man, the black male who's married to a white woman, and so then they are in a setting where other black people want to talk about the system of racism and white supremacy. What is the expected role of the black male and the black female who are coupled with a white person in that situation? Do they speak against their mate? Or are they expected to stand up and speak against the people who dare to speak against their mate? Am I making myself clear? Uh, Crystal. Uh, have you have you observed that dynamic in your time speaking about racism? Oh, absolutely! Wow! Absolutely! Wow. Absolutely! I was I was in a situation years ago, and uh, this was after I believe an NAACP meeting on the West Coast. Hmm. And I was talking to a group of black people about the dynamic of racism and white supremacy. And we were sitting in an oval circle after a meeting, just having dialogue. And the discussion was about racism and white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And 
I said that, you know, a white person can cause one black person to attack another black person. Just that this is what the dynamic is all about. And into, you know, that we were sitting at an oval and there was a doorway. So half of the people in the oval could see the door open and who walked in. And shortly after uh, I had said that, the door opened and a single white female walked in. So the people on the half of the oval who could see who came in, because we were talking about racism and white supremacy, they became quiet. Hmm. And so a white female entered the space, and she noticed that the conversation stopped because half of the people in the oval could see her. And so black people you know, according to programming, knew to stop talking about racism and not to offend the white person who had come in the room. So the white woman, who was all by herself, this was at night, and she came in and she said, uh, is it all right if I come in? And I said to her, well, your presence has stopped the conversation. Hmm. And a black male jumped up and attacked me. Wow. Wow. And I just started to laugh because I said, that's exactly what I have said. If the forces in the universe set up that, you know, real-life situation so that the people could see. He started yelling at me and attacking me. And I just laughed because I said, that's exactly, you know, Dr. Wilson, she can come in if she wants to. <laughs> you see, so if the people, you know, who saw what was going on said, wow, and she left. But the dynamic of black people being protective of the oppressor and willing to do harm to each other. And so that is the purpose. It's almost like an assignment. As many uh, white females who feel uh, the inclination or just operating based on an assignment. See, look at what's, look at what's going to happen with uh, poor Tiger Woods. You see, I understand that he immediately offered her uh, 40 or $50 million to stay in the relationship. Wow. You see, wow. but she, she could laugh at that. <laughs> Do you see, imagine what she's going to get if they happen to go to court in a divorce case. Mm. Wow. Wow. See, and so he, because of, you know, it's just because of his lack of understanding. The world he's been in and the hopes that he's had. You see, he will be lucky if all of his sponsors don't leave him. Wow, he just lost one. Uh, That was in the newspaper yesterday that Pepsi uh, dropped him. Uh, I heard that Gatorade. Is mm-hmm. that the same or? 
I think uh, Gatorade is a subsidiary of Pepsi, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Do you, do you, do you see? And uh, it's a it's a deep tragedy. Mm-hmm. Do you see? But he was saying, "I'm Cabalasian." Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because he didn't understand. Do you see? I'm I'm many things other than black. He doesn't understand that he has melanated skin, just like his little children. Mm-hmm. just like O.J. Simpson's children and anybody else's children because of the genetic dominance of black, the children are going to come out non-white. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, to touch because I, I thought this was important. You, you just uh, mentioned that uh, it, is, it is easy for white people to manipulate non-white people into mistreating another non-white person. Um, in the film uh, Precious, um, the director is a non-white person, a uh, black male, uh, Lee Daniels, um, who coincidentally also uh, directed Monster's Ball. Um, and you felt it was important that non-white people, uh, black people, not you know focus all their attention and, and get upset with uh, Lee Daniels or even Oprah Winfrey. Um, to understand that at the end of the day, white people are responsible for this, even if there's a black face uh, attached to it uh, as a director or person who you know gave a lot of money to get this uh, to get this project done, um, and that the system will try and, and set it up so that if black people do get upset, they'll get upset at Tyler Perry or they'll get upset at uh, at Lee Daniels. Uh, do you see that sort of thing playing out? Uh, absolutely. You see the black faces and endorsement that this is okay. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, again, that's the black person in charge of um, a conference. What's the name of the conference? The White People Privilege of Color. Huh? The White Privilege Conference. White Privilege Conference. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see, it looks like it's race neutral mm-hmm. until you look at, you know, well, wait a minute, where did the money come from? Mm-hmm. Who is responsible for the distribution? Who makes a decision as to whether this film would be distributed? Mm-hmm. You see, if it didn't get distributed, then it would be nothing. But I'm, you know, I would not at all be surprised if it doesn't win an Academy Award. Mm. And so it will be shown over and over and over and over and over and over again. You see a new birth of a nation film that is showing, that is gives justification to the oppression and the deprivation of black people. Now, of the white people, uh, a young man told me that he went to the film uh, this week and that the majority of the people in the film were white. You know, the audience, rather, were white. You see, and so black people will be going to people who classify themselves as white looking for jobs, Mm. looking for scholarships. And that tape, with its powerful, despicable images, is going to run through their mind. I, I wanted to uh, 
give anybody, if they're listening in, if they wanted the opportunity to uh, call in with a question, um, the call number is 347-215-6071. One more time, it's 347-215-6071. Dr. Francis Cress-Welsing, general and child psychiatrist uh, and author of the ISIS papers. Um, It is Christmas. I definitely had to make sure we get this before I go to the phone line. Uh, your book, you, you talk about uh, the, the symbolism uh, around uh, the Christmas holiday, um, the anagram, Santa, Satan. Uh, can you talk about how uh, this holiday that we're in now, so-called holiday that we're in now, Christmas, how that plays into the system of white supremacy? Well, do you, do you see, all we do have to do is think about the little scene in the manger, You know, we could think about the manger scene and all of the white figures and the little white blonde baby Jesus and white blonde Mary, et cetera, et cetera. You see, but in that part of the world, you know, Africa, the Middle East, those were people of color and people of significant color. You see, but again, it's over and over and over again. And what's one of the most important songs that everybody will be singing? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. (laughs) You see, a white Santa Claus comes down the chimney. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the stores have started producing black Santa Clauses, and I think, uh, you know, for the sake of little children, that that would be important, but uh, I would dare say that the little children, the little girls who will be getting dolls for Christmas or the little boys who will be getting toy soldiers, that the little boys will be getting white toy soldiers and the little girls, you know, the non-white children will want a doll that's white. And so it's on and on and on and on. I mean, you know, Easter has a white bunny rabbit. Thanksgiving just got through having, you know, turkeys that have been made into albino turkeys. The original turkeys were big black birds. (laughs) But now if you look at a turkey farm, they're all white. White birds. And so this is... You know, in other words, the system, we can't say system without system having purpose and without a system being structured to maintain the specific goal objective, ultimate goal objective for which it is organized consciously and or subconsciously. And I maintain the system of racism, white supremacy, most fundamentally, is a system about white genetic survival of the genetic recessive tiny white minority on planet Earth. And so it's white, 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 white. You know, whether you pick up a textbook, whether you pick up a magazine, whether you pick up a newspaper, it's white, 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 white. 
you see, or, you know, one could just imagine. Do you imagine that a black female and a black male uninvited to the White House would have been able to sneak in? (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. Do you see, but a white woman in a stark red dress Mm-hmm. could enter and pass I... through every screening and enter mm-hmm. and then defy the Congress that I don't have to testify <laughs> as to who set this up. Yes, See, I'm of the opinion that uh, you know, like if you bring to mind any of the images uh, from that whole event, mm-hmm. do you see, you don't probably have a remembrance of what the Indian prime minister looked like, what his wife looked like. But you remember the white woman in the red dress. Yes, ma'am. Do you see, so if somebody comes along and enters the White House and does harm to President Barack Obama and his wife or his children, well, the lady in the red dress was able to get by, so I guess that's how, you know, God forbid this new thing happened. See, everybody's brain computer will go back to the lady in the red dress got in See, if you were trying to, you know, be an unobtrusive, uninvited guest, you wouldn't have on a red dress. Yes, ma'am. They are, uh, at least from what I've seen in the media, they have not been portrayed as, you know, criminals. Uh, They've almost been uh, looked at as celebrities uh, in the images that I have seen uh, of the the two white people who... uh, crashed the uh, the banquet uh, at the White House. Um, there, uh, we did have a couple folks that called in with a question. Uh, 843, 843, are you there with a question? for? Dr. I can't hear you. Oh, oh you uh, speak a little louder because I can't hear what's going on. Yeah, okay. Can, you can hear me now, Dr. Wilson? That's better, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Hello? It was uh, person 843 that called in. You had a question for uh, Dr. Wilson? Yes, Dr. Wilson, um I just want to say it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you today. Um, I am very honored um, to talk to you about this um, subject about white supremacy and racism. Um, I want to thank you over and over again for allowing, um, having your book, The ISIS Papers. Um, It really has opened my eyes to see um, how white supremacy is hazardous it is um, embedded. Have to excuse me. I'm kind of nervous. Embedded in um, and ingrained in the system. And I just want to thank you for um, keeping um, white supremacy. And you are one of the only ones I see, you know, of our so-called leaders or teachers, I could say, in keeping this subject out there. And I just want to thank you for keeping it um, the fire lit on this um, type of subject. Um, my question is, it's on the, well, another film, um, The Princess and the Frog, that's out. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. um, 
it's kind of funny because I went to Walmart yesterday, and I was walking around, and this thing about you always talk about images, and it's it's funny how white supremacy is in every little, even the littlest thing. And I was looking at a poster, and I seen they had the they had the one you know the black princess there, mm-hmm. and they had the um, alligator. But the man, I don't know the way, I guess you could say he was white or Latino. And I shook my head because I was like, I was laughing because I said, now look at this. They can't even in a cartoon have a strong black male as a figure of going with a black female. I said, even in cartoons, they they have to get somebody of a lighter persuasion to, I mean, to play roles. And I, I was just, I was just, I shook my head and I was just saying, you know, how ingrained the images that um, that we see on a daily basis and how it has an effect on our psyche. Because even here, I'm from South Carolina, Murby, South Carolina, and boy, I see so much interracial relations just down here and it's so funny because in the same token, <laughs> you see so much Confederate flags, you see, and it's so segregated here. So it's just, it plays on that, the image thing. Like you said, you know, you wake up with white, 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 and you go to bed with white, white on your mind. And it's just, you know, I just want your response on how this is really ingrained and embedded in our minds, these images. Well, I thank you for your statements. You know, I went into psychiatry, uh, stayed into say, stayed in psychiatry. Let me put it that way, because I could see how racism was causing black people to be mentally ill, and I knew that if I was going to be an effective psychiatrist to black people, I needed to be able to help people understand racism white supremacy, you know, what it is and how it works and how it impacts their lives. So when you say you read my work and it helped you see, I get letters like this all the time. I get letters from black men in prison. You helped me understand. I wish I'd understood this before I got into all the difficulty that I'm in. You see, but you're absolutely right, and you've got to give yourself credit for being able to pick it up and see exactly what's happening. They could not have a black princess and a black prince. See, that would be that that would be like the destruction of white supremacy for black men and black women to see each other as beautiful, self-respecting people because those two people would get together and raise strong black children, which is the anathema for racism, white supremacy. And so, you see, the, everybody's talking about the black princes, the black princes, and, oh, isn't this wonderful that they finally have a black princess Walt Disney? No, but they did something critical. She is not with a black prince. Do you see what I'm saying? So could be a white male who simply got a suntan, you know. But this is what the system 
is all about, and it doesn't happen by accident. You see, it's like if you look at a lot of commercials that are at least what we see here on the East Coast, You, uh, if you see a black man in a commercial, chances are he's standing next to a white female. You never see, you know, well-groomed, well-coughed black man and a black woman standing next to each other and relating in a positive, constructive way. If you see a black family setting, you see a black man acting like a goofball, rolling his eyes around and acting stupid. Do you see? And so the whole thing about, you know, if black men, if you were once lynched and castrated, if you thought about looking at a white female, now you have your white female, but you don't have a job. Mm. And you are being incarcerated. You can't take care of black children, do you see? But you can, you know, walk around a supermarket holding a child that you had with a white female. The only black men you see pushing carts in a supermarket, <laughs> you know, with a woman is a black man and a white woman pushing a super you know, pushing the cart and she's telling him what to put in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I uh I made a major error. I did not think my uh my co host I have a co host on this program, I did not think she was going to be participating because it's early, but she is. Uh, I have a non white female who is ten years old and she is trying to learn about racism, white supremacy. Uh she is present and she would like to ask you some questions, Doctor Wellesley. Uh, are you there, Justice? Oh, she's supposed to be there. I want to make sure I uh, get your questions in. So if you're there, please go right ahead. And uh, anything you want to ask Dr. Wilson, go right ahead. Okay, hopefully she will uh, just yell out when... Uh, when you're there and you uh, have your questions, just call out so we can, because uh, I definitely want to get your questions on uh, the show. I didn't think she was going to be participating. Um, there's someone who called in at 111. I don't see a number, but 111. You have a hand up? Do you have a question? Greetings, Renegade, and greetings, greetings to you. Well. How are you doing? I'm okay. And greetings to you, Dr. Welsing. Yes, greetings to you. Um, I echo all the statements in terms of gratitude and thanks for all the work that you've done and continue to do uh, for all the victims of white supremacy. Thank you so much. More than any words I have to express uh, the thanks. There are, really are no words to express the thanks that uh, I have for your work and the Renegade's work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for saying so. I uh, I, I have a couple questions. Uh, the first has to do with... Uh, well, give them to I, me uh, one, at a, one at a time. Okay, okay. 
I uh, I saw you on the uh, Donahue show, uh, and on that show I think that you said uh, something to the effect that the job that white people need to do is to get comfortable with their status or something to that effect. And my question question is, um, do you think they can do that? Because if they do, wouldn't that then also mean that it's not uh, purposeless, that it's in connection with producing justice? And if they produce justice, doesn't that then uh, endanger their uh, survival rate? Right. Well, uh, you know, definitely uh, a good question. In my 1970 paper, The Crest Theory of Color Confrontation uh, and Racism, White Supremacy, I said the challenge to white behavioral scientists is to help uh, white people become comfortable with their minority status on the Hello? Uh, Dr. Wilson, are you there? Uh-oh. I think we uh, lost Dr. Wilson. Hopefully we'll, we'll grab her, uh, get her right back. Justice, we can now hear you, so I'll make sure I get your, uh, get your question on. Thank you for hanging in there. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, as, as, as soon as we get Dr. Wilson back, uh, we will get, uh, hopefully she can finish answering uh, uh, Mr. 720's question, and then Justice, you can uh, take it away. My apologies. I thought you were... Uh, doing your uh, your schoolwork uh, for the morning. My fault, my fault, my fault. Oh, no. We hope she'll be uh, right back, and we can keep rolling. Uh, context of white supremacy, justice, Gusty Renegade. Hope you all have found the uh, program uh, constructive, uh, and I will try and uh, make sure I get the rest of the calls. I see 786 as well. Uh, anybody, if you're listening, Put a one up if you have a question. That way I'll know if you're just listening or if you have a question. And the chat room is now open. If you are listening uh, live at Blog Talk Radio, all you have to do is refresh uh, refresh your uh, uh, page that you're listening on, and you will, uh, you'll see the chat room. It's open now, so you can type anything. If you have a comment about the program, uh, if you uh, have a question or what have you, you can put it in the chat room. It's open. Just refresh your page. Um, I'll plug Cree shows again. Uh, she has her program this weekend. Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, Dr. Wilson, did we get you back? Hello? Yes, ma'am, we got you back. Okie dokie. 720, he, was, uh, he asked his question, and we got cut off in your response. So uh, you were, you were uh, responding to his question. Uh, yes, I was saying in my 1970 paper, The Crest Theory of Color Confrontation and Racism, White Supremacy, that the challenge to white behavioral scientists was to help white people become um, comfortable with their reality on planet Earth, their you know their minority status and their genetic recessive status, and helping them respect themselves in that uh, in that position. Uh, but the caller said, wouldn't that, in other words, if the people who classify themselves as white, if they should do that, uh, would that not 
lead to the elimination of this system of racism, white supremacy. And I would say uh, that is correct, but they would end up, instead of being the pariahs on the planet or seen as the people who are orchestrating injustice for their genetic survival, to, um, you know, they would be seen as people who are participating in the establishment of justice so that there can be peace on the planet. But I can certainly understand the caller's um, concern, and I think I added that, uh, that they may be too caught up in having established a system for their uh, privilege or their genetic survival and therefore their privilege and not want to give it up. Uh, And this is what, uh, you know, this is where we are now on planet Earth, but I certainly think that if there are people who classify themselves as white and who feel that they want to contribute to the production of justice and peace on the planet, they have to be able to look in the mirror and self-examine and see what it is that they are doing. And this is something that is not really ever talked about uh, you know, even the people who go around talking about anti-racism, they're really not talking about getting rid of racism, white supremacy, and looking at the fact that, you know, as people who classify themselves as white, we are a tiny, tiny minority of the people on planet Earth. And instead of talking about other people being genetically damaged, we are the people who are genetic mutations and uh, have a genetic deficiency state called albinism, and so therefore we have the fear of white genetic annihilation. They're not talking in depth about that, uh, even when they talk about white privilege. So, uh, you know, this is a difficulty, and I would say that people of color on the planet cannot wait and sit around to see whether white behavioral scientists will help people who classify themselves as white over this obstacle uh, that people of color must proceed forward based on what we have known the history and the present to be and be determined that there is going to be the replacement of racism, white supremacy on planet Earth and the establishment of justice so there can be peace. And uh, the way that, uh, you know, the critical thing that... uh, People who are classified as non-white, the black, brown, red, and yellow, all people who are shades of black, have to begin to, number one, first and foremost, understand exactly and specifically what racism, white supremacy is. And as Neely Fuller says, if you do not understand racism, white supremacy, what it is, and exactly how it works. Everything else that you think you understand will only confuse you. So the first order of business is for the uh, non-white global majority to understand racism, white supremacy. And the second level of work is to begin to transition from disrespecting themselves as people of color and begin to deeply respect themselves and to appreciate who they are, not trying to transform themselves into white people, 
but to begin to respect themselves as individuals. And the evidence of that respect is how they treat one another. Do you see right now at present, all of the non-white people hate themselves and hate anybody who looks like them or certainly hate people who are darker than themselves. This goes for all the Asians, all the Africans, all the people. I think we had interference yet again. Uh, white people have been on their job today, uh, disrupting uh, disrupting the program. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, uh, ring Dr. Welsing uh, back and uh, get her on the line. Um, yeah, this is, I think, third time, third time we had a, uh, a disconnect. Um, yeah, always very timely in the, uh, in the disconnects that happen on the cows. But, again, to be expected. Uh, if you are a non-white person and you are attempting to work against racism, white supremacy, you should expect interference from white people who practice racism. You should expect it, and you should expect lots of it. If you're doing anything that might be effective, falling in the direction of being constructive, you should expect lots of interference uh, from white people uh, who practice racism. Uh, just. Go ahead and figure that in and deal with it accordingly. Don't get too upset about it. Oh, I think we got it back now. Okay. Dr. Wilson, did we get you back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we lots of interference. I suspect the racists have been on their job today. Um, <laughs> I uh, won't take it not, personally. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I actually take it as we might be doing something constructive uh, to work against racism, white supremacy. Um, my co-host actually is here now. We have her uh, justice. Uh, are you there with your questions for Dr. Wilson? What do you do around white people who practice racism, white supremacy? Hello? Are you there? I can hear you, uh, Justice. Uh, Dr. Wilson, I, I tell you what, why don't you repeat her question? Let her oh, give okay. the question to you, and then you repeat it so I can really hear it clearly. Okay. Uh, her question was, uh, what do you do, Dr. Welsing, when you are around white people who practice white supremacy? Well, uh, do you see, one would have to say the vast and overwhelming majority of people who classify themselves as white which is the purpose of white classification, that they are uh, in some manner practicing racism, white supremacy. Uh, so I advocate that uh, black people should relate to all people with courtesy and with respect, but at the same time understanding. In other words, black people being discourteous to people who classify themselves as white is not going to end racism, white supremacy. But black people understanding fully what racism, white supremacy is and not being deceived by any aspect of it can show courtesy and respect to people who classify themselves as white who they encounter. 
because it's not about hating people. It's about understanding them, understanding their motivations, understanding their behavior, and then understanding what we as black people, individual black people and collectively, how we relate to ourselves and understand ourselves. Thank you. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Uh, do you have some more uh, questions you would like to ask, Justin? What media? Never mind. I don't have any more questions. All right, well, thank you for your question. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, there was, I know 720, he had uh, one other question, and there was another person that called in at 786. Uh, 786, are you there with a question for Dr. Wilson? Hello? Hello? Hello, ma'am. Hello, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure that someone heard me. Uh Yes, uh, thank you for receiving my, my uh, call. Uh, I'm uh, a uh, resident of a place in the world that's called Miami, Florida, and uh, I just wanted, I just want, I came on the last part of the program, uh, so I really don't have any questions, but I would just like to make some acknowledgments uh, of my appreciation for over about uh, 25 years of my life. Uh, that uh on how uh you Dr. Wilson has helped me uh clarify my understandings of uh of the global system of racism white supremacy as far as answering some of the questions of why uh uh it exists and uh I just like to give you uh give you some acknowledgments on that uh of my appreciation of, of assisting assisting me personally on that uh, also to the uh the host uh this is a very constructive program uh it, it is it, it is something that uh that uh, is is very much needed uh for others to listen to and uh, uh i just wanted to give some kind of uh, acknowledgement to to everybody uh even even some a lot of the uh the, the callers who ask questions uh they they're quite consistent on who those people are i don't know them personally but nevertheless, uh, I'm, I'm steadily list, have been listening for over about uh, a year or so, and uh, it, it's been very, very constructive, very helpful to me personally. And uh, uh, I just wanted to give uh, some acknowledgement on that. I'm going to continue to listen, and then uh, if once I can figure out on how to operate uh, the system so I can hear you live on my computer, <laughs> I'm going to continue to uh to listen and, and uh listen and uh and learn more and more about basically what what it does for me and it probably is the same with others is that uh because for over I'm I'm I'll be 52 in a couple of days uh so most of my life when when it became conscious to me that there was some some problem based on uh color uh within this planet I couldn't really define it couldn't really define it on exactly what it was. Uh, but when I read Dr. Welsing's book, 
the ISIS papers. Uh, 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 it, 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 just like uh, I heard her say when she first uh, heard uh, Mr. Fuller on how it turned on a light. It turned on her book turned on a light in my head. I I personally met Mr. Fuller uh, about 20 years ago, and and that even further assisted me uh, uh, in in my personal walk through uh, under this global system of racism and white supremacy, and uh, so. Basically, uh, I'm 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 just you know calling in to uh, give acknowledgement to the the uh, program as well as Dr. Welsing and, and uh, Mr. Fuller and everybody else that that I have uh, met through this uh, online service and uh, just want to give my acknowledgement. Thank you for for listening. Well, thank you, thank you for your call. Thank you, sir. Um, 720, he said he had two questions, so I want to make sure I get his other question. 720, are you there with your yeah. uh, your other question? Yes, thank you, Renegade. Um, quickly, so Dr. Welsing, um, this is still to the first one. So are you have you concluded that white people are capable of being comfortable with their status at this time? Well, that is to that is to be determined. Uh, do you see? We don't. Uh, I remember being at a meeting of psychiatrists. This is a number of years ago in Miami Beach, Florida, at the meeting annual meeting of the American Psychiatric Association, and there was a panel discussion about racism, and um, several of my colleagues, black psychiatrists, were talking about their understanding of racism from a Freudian psychoanalytic perspective. I was in the audience, and it might have been 2,500 people there. Uh, at the end of the panel presentation, the moderator said, you know, are there any questions from the audience? And a couple of people might have raised their hand. And I raised my hand, and I said that I thought that racism this was 19, like 1969, I said I thought that racism was related to the fact that uh, white people were a tiny minority of people on the planet, and the room fell completely silent, and the moderator said, does anybody want to respond to that? And it was just quiet, and the session was over. After that, I might be standing at the elevator or, you know, in the hotel looking at shops and a white person would come up to me and whisper that they heard my comment and they wanted to know. Now, these are other psychiatrists. These are white psychiatrists saying, do you think that white people know that they're a minority on the planet? Do, do you see? And whispering it. Uh, so this was, uh, you know, quite astounding to me. I would dare say, do you see, to the extent that people are programmed by television and the images that they see on television, I wouldn't be surprised if large numbers of people who classify themselves as white think that whites are the majority on the planet. Do you see that whites are a majority, uh, you know, in other parts of the world, other than maybe, say, uh, save Africa. Do you see? But even the majority images that you see about Africa, you see, you're looking at white people. So I think that uh, there 
are many people who classify themselves as white who, if they know it, they don't want to think about it. Do you see? They don't want to think about um, their vulnerability, although they might be thinking about it as they talk about terrorism everywhere. You see, and everybody is a terrorist, and Al-Qaeda uh, is expanding all over the world in different places where there are people of color uh, to justify attacking people of color. But I think that, uh, you know, the question as to what they know and what they understand and how they will respond to their understanding, I think that, you know, to the extent that they think they need more and more weapons means that uh, they do understand their minority status and their response to that is directing war, whether it's chemical warfare, biological, straight warfare against people of color, tragically seems to be their answer. But to the extent that the global non-white majority, overwhelming majority population on the planet, if this global majority of non-white people begin to understand racism, white supremacy, and take the position that they will not be fighting and killing one another, that this is going to itself bring a halt to racism, white supremacy. You see, if the majority people that are programmed under white supremacy to fight each other. If that would stop, that deals a significant blow to the maintenance of white supremacy itself. Do you see, it's just like in this area of the world where uh, black people are programmed to call themselves bitches and whores and gangsters and thugs and dogs and niggers, and to look at one another in that way, and therefore the brain computer says, it doesn't matter if you shoot or kill or lie or steal from this person. And so what if the black people in this area of the world refuse to go into any negative behaviors in relationship to one another? Think about how that would be a blow to racism, white supremacy. Now, the response might be to come out with uh, some new virus or some new form of chemical or biological warfare. Uh, do, do you see? But then black people would be able to put that uh, particular move or tactic into uh, perspective. Uh, so whether or not the global white minority ever changes its mind, the global non-white majority has a lot to do with determining whether there will be the establishment of justice and peace on planet Earth, which I feel, uh, you know, the creator of the universe, whatever that force may be, that uh, this is the assignment to see that justice and peace are established on the planet and in the universe. Um, Dr. Wilson, there was a, uh, a person, non-white person, uh, in the chat room 
uh, she had a question. Um, she wanted to know if you had a view on, uh, and it fits right with your, your theory of white genetic annihilation, uh, but what your view is on the white women who tan year-round and have uh, plastic surgery to uh, get the uh, body type that black females uh, tend to have, if you have a view on that behavior? Well, uh, you see, that would fall in line with uh, people who classify themselves as white uh, while simultaneously teaching black people to demean themselves because they have color, and then those self-same people will go out and try to get a suntan. I remember uh, looking at, uh, whether it's uh, Home Shopping Network or one of the uh, cell programs on television, and they were advertising sun tanning lotion, and they had white females, um, you know, one leg with sun tan lotion and another leg without it, and talking about get rid of the winter white. Get as brown as you, you know, want to be. So, do you see, you see those contradictions just like I've written about and talked about at the same time that um, people of color are taught to demean themselves because they have color. Uh, white people are, you know, ingesting black coffee, espresso coffee, dark chocolate, you know, uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, all of these are dark substances that they are pouring into their bodies because at some level it might even be subconscious, the desire to have skin color. I even think that some of the reaction to President Barack Obama uh, and his family, you keep seeing these, you know, handsome and beautiful people in the White House. They're the best-looking people that have ever inhabited the White House, do you see? But some of the hostility is directed against how they look in contrast to how people who classify themselves, who, when they look in the mirror, what they actually think, about their own bodies, you see, but seeking to demean the people who have color naturally. I don't know if that answers the uh, question. I, I think she was pleased. She's still in the chat okay. room uh, listening to the program. Um, I did want to check because I made an error with that. Justice, did you have uh, some other questions for Dr. Wilson? Where can non-white people go for help when they experience racism and white supremacy? Uh, would you re repeat the question for her? Uh, she said, where can non-white people go when they experience racism white supremacy? Well, I wish, indeed, I wish that uh, there were many psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, uh, black people who understand racism, white supremacy, and who could help uh, black people. But tragically, many 
people of color who have um, degrees in um, psychiatry and medicine, psychology, uh, are not trained to understand racism, white supremacy. I mean, there are not any schools that teach it, uh, but I would say by and large. And so uh, people can go to books. They can always go to Neely Fuller's book. They can always go to the ISIS papers and get insight. But I really wish that there were black behavioral scientists who were able to help black people, first of all, understand racism so they can indeed understand what has been happening to them in their lives. But uh, maybe uh, Justice and her generation will uh, begin to uh, be the people, you know, the behavioral scientists, the social scientists, who will understand the importance of understanding racism, and they will help teach this to other black people. But programs such as this, I think this is an outstanding program in any of the people uh, across the country and in different places who are uh, exercising the courage to bring this most difficult of all topics to talk about are opening the way for discussions of this type to take place and then have people be able to benefit from this kind of discussion. So I would want black people to you know, uh, begin to turn off um, so many comic presentations and silly programs and make certain that they spend their time listening to relevant discussions so instead of just complaining about their problems, they are able to fully understand and then understand how to effectively organize their behavior to... uh, bring uh, the system to an end. Neely Fuller has written about uh, ten basic behavioral changes that can begin to make a start towards eliminating racism, white supremacy. And he says, stop gossiping about one another. Stop name-calling one another. Stop cursing one another. Stop being discourteous and disrespectful to one another. Stop squabbling with one another. Stop robbing one another. Stop killing one another. Stop fighting one another. Stop killing one another. Now, these may seem like very simple behaviors, but they're fundamental in terms of internalizing and maximizing uh, self-respect so that black people begin to get along harmoniously with one another. Now, contrast these behavior guidelines with the kinds of things that black people are taught through much of the so-called music that is distributed by white supremacy, with black people calling themselves names and calling each other names and talking about killing one another. Uh, Contrast these behavioral exercises, I call them exercises in black mental health, 
and black self-respect. And just imagine what things would be like if black people became codified in the terms of Neely Fuller and black people were not fighting one another and not killing one another and not robbing and stealing from one another. And so I have added some things to that very important list. And I say stop throwing down trash where black people live, work, and play. Stop using and selling drugs to one another. Stop black children from thinking that as children they can be adequate mothers and fathers. Stop pretending that racism, white supremacy does not exist. And stop allowing racism, white supremacy to divide black, brown, red, and yellow people. So these are these are behaviors that it as you know seem simple on the surface, but they are very profound because they are reflective of people who are practicing self-respect. And I maintain that self-respect is more powerful than nuclear weapons. And this is why the system of racism, white supremacy, spends the multiple millions, billions of dollars encouraging through programming, encouraging black people to demean and to disrespect themselves and to disrespect one another through the production of such films as uh, Precious and Monster Ball and Tyler Perry's movies. I think he doesn't understand, just like I think that Oprah Winfrey, they don't understand the system of racism, white supremacy, although they've made a lot of money within the system, but they don't understand. If Tyler Perry is producing films where a black man is portraying a female, do you see, or where a black grandmother is being demeaned. Black people would not have survived had it not been for black grandmothers. And how dare somebody produce films that are demeaning and disrespecting the image of black grandmothers and having people laugh at it. Do you see, this is profound lack of understanding of what the system is all about. And it also should teach black people that making millions of dollars is not the ultimate goal that people should have. The ultimate goal that people should have is self-respect. And if there is a system of racism, white supremacy, the ultimate goal is replacing that system of racism, white supremacy, with a system of justice. Neely Fuller has said that the mark of success is not to be subject to white supremacy, but it's not a person can't go out and say, I'm not subject to racism, white supremacy, and at the same time have the global system, the local national global system of racism, white supremacy still intact. As long as the system is intact, I don't care how many degrees one has or how much money one has, one is victimized by that system. And we see the evidence just looking at uh, 
someone, you know, with the skill of a Tiger Woods victimized by the system of racism, white supremacy, even obsession with white women to the annihilation of his self-respect is victimization. But he's one of the wealthiest people. He's a billionaire. Yes, ma'am. You see, but to not understand or to go to the heights of becoming president of the most powerful country, so-called, on the planet, and be surrounded by death threats. Mm. You see, death threats and the proof that in spite of the fact that you have so-called secret service, Mm. that uninvited people can come and get within inches of you. What if that had been an instance where the person was intending to do harm. Mm. You see, so that shows him you are not protected. You have no protection, even in the White House. So this should show us, you know, the power of the system of racism, white supremacy. And should anything happen to President Barack Obama, his wife or his children or his Mm mother-in-law. It will just be further proof of the power and the existence of the system of racism and white supremacy. Uh, I I may have mentioned earlier that I heard that, you know, well, we, you know, everyone heard about the minister who was praying for and uh, preaching to his congregation that he wished that Um, Barack Obama would be killed Mm -hmm. or would die. And I think that even though the President Barack Obama may do things that we as individuals and collectivity of black people may not be satisfied with, uh, to understand that he too is a victim of racism, white supremacy, and we should exercise the power of our self-respect in our prayers. Do do you see, in other words, we can agree to disagree, and he is a fellow victim of racism, white supremacy. And if we want to do anything to magnify the power of our self-respect, every single black person should pray for his well-being and the well-being of his family. Since there are people on the other side of the chessboard who are praying that he be destroyed. So then we can see whose prayers the Creator listens to and responds to. Do you see? But if our energies were directed in that direction, do you see? If he's wrong, then help him. If he doesn't focus on black unemployment, then. Let black people stand and demand employment, even if we have to have WPA jobs like they did during the so-called Great Depression of 1929. Mm -hmm. You see, if people were marching black men and women, we are determined to have jobs. We are determined to be able to function as husbands and fathers and families 
and to take care of our children. We are determined that our children are going to get an education and be educated second to none on the planet and stand up and to verbalize that, not attacking him, but saying this is what we demand. We demand justice, and we are going to fight and struggle for justice. Now, a contrast that with people singing about being bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs and criminals and glorifying that. Wow. It'll be off for now. Wow. Um, I, I thoroughly agree. Uh, thoroughly uh, agree. Um, I, I even wanted to point out we had a suspected racist on the program, and she even uh, truthfully acknowledged uh, President Barack Obama is not going to do anything more than white people allow, and non-white people, really anyone who understands white supremacy should understand that. Uh, she said exactly what you said, that white people are not going to tolerate him speaking about racism, white supremacy, and she said that was demonstrated uh, with the whole uh, scandal that happened with uh, Dr. Henry Louis Gates uh, when he said the, uh, the white enforcement official was acting stupidly and, you know, it was the whole media storm and, and that all these white people were upset about what he said. She said that was evidence right there. If he comes out and makes an effort to speak honestly about racism, he will get in trouble with white people. He's not going to be permitted to do that. And anyone who understands racism should understand that. Well, do you see, we are being told every day the death threats. Mm-hmm. And to tap mm-hmm. it off, the people who entered the White House, do, do you see, uninvited. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like if, if you read what, in other words, the death threats, and to, if you read the information about, uh, I think, something like 9 billion rounds of ammunition have been sold since he became president. And they call that the Obama effect, mm-hmm. with people who classify themselves as white arming themselves. So you've got people arming themselves in a way that has never happened before. You've got people... Uh, articulating death threats, and then you have the people who entered the White House. So he is not protected. His wife is not protected. His children are not protected. You see, so it's like what what more evidence do you have or communication coming to a person? You better stay in line. And we should all feel that as black people. Do you see that we can do anything that we want to do to you? It's like being in the same position as the Semites of the Jewish religion in the Nazi Germany. Wow. Again, Dr. Francis Cress Welding. Before... uh the program ended, I definitely, I feel this is real important because a lot of individuals that I'm I... I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I said um, a lot of non-white individuals that I know uh, who are yeah. victims of white supremacy, um, they are aware of your work, they are aware of Mr. Fuller's work, uh, but they get uh, frustrated. Uh, they get frustrated, uh, impatient, 
uh, and they feel like it's really difficult to uh, continue the work of countering racism, white supremacy. Uh, you've been doing this work for 40 years. Um, do you have some suggestions for how victims of white supremacy can kind of maintain themselves in terms of staying motivated in spite of all the ugly things that happen to us every day and how you've been able to stay motivated to do this work for so long? Well, that's absolutely fascinating because somebody who said the same thing uh, last night at a talk. Mm. Do, do you see it's... Um, and Neely Fuller and I, you know, I uh, met him in 1967 and early on when he was talking about racism and then I started talking about racism. And we laughed sometimes, you know, talking about we thought this problem was going to be solved in a relatively short period of time. Hmm. Uh, well, that hasn't happened. Um, but I think that... Um, People have to think about, you see, it's like if I have respect for myself at the very highest level, then no amount of work, no period of time would I consider, oh, that's too much work to be done or that's too long a period for me to have to work in my behalf. See, this is the importance of teaching black people you're niggers, you're dogs, you're bitches, and you're whores, and you're bow-wows, so that consciously, subconsciously, the image of themselves in their brain computer is minimalized. And so if I think I'm trash if I think that I'm not worthy, then if I have to work five minutes, that seems too long. Why would I work five minutes if I'm a bitch? Why would I work for myself if I'm a whore or if I'm a gangster or if I'm a thug? I deserve to be dead. But if I value myself, and say I am value of value second to none. I don't ask people to respect me. I respect myself. And I demonstrate my respect for myself in terms of how I relate to the other people who look like me and how long I'm willing to labor in my behalf. And I urge people to look at film footage of black people in the 1960s during the civil rights struggle. Do you see where those people were walking with dignity and pride and self-respect? And that dignity and pride and self-respect enabled them to go up against horses and police people wielding batons and knocking them down and knocking them down with water hoses and dogs. And they went up against it because they had their pride and their dignity and their self-respect moving them. 
But the system of racism, white supremacy, saw the power of that and said, wait a minute. These people are talking about black pride, black is beautiful, black power, black self-respect. And the system of white supremacy understood we have to annihilate that no matter how much it costs. We have got to train these people into a state of maximal demeanment. And so it started out because, you know, let's say we didn't understand system of racism and white supremacy at that time. And so black people were just looking to have the laws changed, get on the front of the bus and whatnot, be able to enter a hotel, and the system said, and simultaneously, we are going to teach you to maximally demean and degrade yourself, and starting with superfly, hmm. and being trained that it's cool to sell drugs and to use all kinds of foul language in relationship to one another, and black men and women fighting each other, and people killing each other, and say, we will set this as a model for them, and we will pay their so-called entertainers instead of having, you know, public enemies started out doing Fear of the Black Planet, which they took off of, took from the concept of the crest theory of color plan, uh, confrontation and racism. And the system said, no, we cannot have these people internalize or enhance their self-respect through what they hear, we have to completely reverse it and pay large sums of money for them to demean and degrade themselves. And because we have made them dumb and stupid and ignorant, the system of racism has made them dumb, stupid, and ignorant, they won't even understand, but we will be paying them millions of dollars to call themselves niggers and bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs and dancing and doing all kinds of sexual gyrations on the television because they don't understand that they are disrespecting themselves and demeaning themselves. And these images are going all over the entire planet Earth. We will reduce them to less than trash. And they won't even understand what's happening to them. So this is so, you know, we have to step back and say, oh, wow, we, you know, we simply didn't understand. But now that we do understand, we think that we can reverse that, those who are willing to do so. You see, but there'll still be those who see if black people step forward and somebody wants people to participate in a movie like Precious mm-hmm. and say, No, we don't we don't demean ourselves in that way. See, there are no there's there are no other people on the face of the planet who are singing songs where they call themselves demeaning names other than black people in this area of the world. Mm-hmm and teaching people on the continent of Africa to do the same thing so that they are busy killing and destroying each other at the direction of white supremacy. 
You see, so we we just have to become a little bit more understanding. And again, don't waste not one second hating and being disrespectful to white people. Mm. Just understand, oh, you're doing what you feel is necessary for your survival in your position of numerical and genetic vulnerability on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. But we have another agenda for ourselves. You see, we are no longer going to be calling ourselves motherfucker, bitch, whore, gangster, thug, dog, bow wow, snoop dog, ludicrous. See, think about the names that uh, black people used to call themselves. Marvellas, Supremes. Now, no name is degrading enough. 50 cents. Mm. It's not even worth a dollar. Wow. But paid millions because of the message that is carried. So we just have to embrace ourselves and say, you know, we simply didn't understand, but we're going to be using our energy to understand because the creator of this universe made black people the first people on this planet, the mothers and fathers of everybody on the planet, including white people who are simply a mutation to albinism from black people. And parents are all always supposed to get the house in order. See, they may lose control, lack understanding, so everything turns into chaos. But with the right intentions, they can recoup. And I say that's our, you know, that's our challenge. That's our challenge. See, black self-respect. You see, go back and get those words. Black is beautiful. Black pride. Black dignity. Black self-respect. That enable people to go up against water hoses and horses and police batons, incarceration and death. What did Martin Luther King say? Those who have not found the cause for which they are willing to die, their lives are not worth living. Simply meaning, you know, those who have not really found their maximum level of self-respect. See, in in Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, the system of racism emphasizes the dreamer. No, he said he was a drum major for justice. He was a drum major for justice and willing to give his life to continue the effort towards justice. He wasn't a dreamer. He was filled with determination. Same is true for Malcolm X, Mm -hmm. Elijah Muhammad. You know, all of the people 
that Fannie Lou Hamer, Marcus Garvey, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman. You see, so we have to, you know, uh, change our understanding and get into. See, think about it. We're the parents of the people on the planet. And parents ought to be able to teach about self-respect. See, system of racism, white supremacy, all this hoopla about health care. The system would rather pay for the destruction of life than the saving of life. And so we have to have, you know, another viewpoint. No, all of the people on the planet are deserving of health care. All the people in this area of the world are deserving of health care. See, I don't have a problem with uh, white children being developed to the highest level of their genetic and constitutional potential. Why not? But black, brown, red, and yellow children should also be developed to the highest level of their genetic and constitutional potential, bar none. See, everybody being maximally developed to their genetic and constitutional potential. And that's second to none. There's nothing wrong with the descendants of the people who built pyramids. The first scientists, the first mathematicians, the first philosophers, the first people to know about God. That's who we are as black people. But we have been reduced to the lowest level the absolute lowest level. And we are challenged to pick ourselves up, not be lifted up by the forces who put us there, but to lift ourselves up through knowledge and understanding and self-respect and commitment to self. You see, black people should, you know, all of the dancing and all the joking and all of the acting silly and being stupid, we should, you know, drop that as an unclean garment and let it fall by the wayside and step into who we are supposed to be. And there's no arrogance attached to that. It's just stepping into what it is that we are supposed to be, people of self-respect and people of dignity and people who understand that their role is to bring justice to this planet so that there can be peace. You see, this great, you know, people are acting like Tiger Wood committed some obscenity. I don't care if he was with a hundred women. It's not as obscene as turning on the television and seeing people's homes bombed out and men, women, and children left in shreds because somebody, somebody's determined that they want the oil in the Middle East. See, sex excess. 
obsession and excess doesn't begin on the scale of obscenity to compare with the taking of human life. So if somebody says something about Tiger Woods, the next statement, you know, a black person, have you seen the latest statistics on death in Africa from HIV, starvation Mm -hmm. in Haiti, or the mass murder of people in the Middle East? Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, author of the ISIS Papers. Um, I just want to check with Justice to see if she has any questions before uh, we wrap the program up. Justice, did you have any questions you would like to ask uh, Dr. Welsing? No, but do you want me? To... Oh, I'll get your. I'll make sure you get your email address as well. Um, it has been uh, a pleasure, a real pleasure to have you on the program, Dr. Welsing. Uh, as always, Phil, I have learned a lot. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak with you. Um, thank you for sharing some of your Friday. If there's anything you would like to say to uh, our listeners before uh, we wrap the program up, please uh, say anything you would like. Well, first and foremost, I really commend you for what you are doing. Do uh, you see all of the speakers that you bring on, whether you know, regardless as to color? and holding forth dialogue on racism, white supremacy. This is the most important topic that anybody on the planet could be talking about. Uh, So I deeply commend you for what you're doing and certainly commend all of your listeners for listening. And um, just suggest that everybody uh, use this so-called holiday season to begin thinking about justice and how they can participate in bringing justice uh, to this planet through respect for themselves and respect for one another. And just be determined. Our objective is to replace racism, white supremacy with justice so that there can be peace on planet Earth and be committed and be determined uh, to bring that about. I don't want to miss this chance either. There was a person in the chat room who asked if you had uh, any any books that you could recommend for victims of racism um, that would uh, be helpful for their understanding of white supremacy uh, or just would have any constructive information for them. I certainly know your book, uh, The ISIS Papers, Keys to the Colors, and uh, Mr. Neely Fuller, Jr., The United Independent Compensatory Code System Concept. I would definitely say those two. Uh, do you have any other books that you would recommend for non-white Well, people? do you see bookstores and libraries are filled with books and filled with books about racism, white supremacy? Do, do you see if you're able to decode? And we as black people should, you know, decide, wait a minute, we're going to, number one, teach children to read before they ever hit a school and to read and to read broadly. Reading is more important than watching television. You see, reading and reading and reading and reading and going into bookstores and going into libraries and picking up newspapers of substance and reading and thinking about how does what I'm reading pertain 
to me and my respect for myself as I'm living on this planet. So don't look for one or two books. Think about filling your bookshelves and your libraries with books as you're reading and understanding what is going on on this planet and listening to programs uh, such as Mr. Jefferson and his effort and anybody else who has serious programs about discussion and stop just looking for people bumping and grinding and dancing. That's a part of the past. That would be my recommendations. And stay safe during the holidays. Outstanding. I, I hope that you uh, take excellent care uh, the rest of the day and the rest of the holiday season. Uh, again, tremendous honor to have you on the program for a second time. I definitely look forward to speaking with you again. And uh, hopefully we will continue our work to replace white supremacy with justice. Um, thank you a ton, Dr. Welsing, for sharing some of your Friday with us. And thank you. For, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, author of the ISIS Papers, our guest for today's program. Real honor. I think she had a lot of uh, incredible amount of constructive things to share with us today. Um, always a privilege to speak with her and have her on the program. Maybe we can get her again uh, down the road to share some more uh, information with us. Uh, thank everybody for tuning into the program. Hope it was constructive. Uh, definitely want to make sure I let people know uh, Cree, her program, uh, will be uh, tomorrow. Uh, it is uh, Saturday, December Saturday, December 12th at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, and 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, she will have uh, Tommy Hart. Uh, he'll be on the program. They'll be discussing uh, Christianity and how that's been used to uh, maintain, refine, expand the system of racism, white supremacy. Uh, that'll be tomorrow, counter-racist, evolving engineer here at Blog Talk Radio, uh, December 12th, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, Cows, we've got two shows this weekend as well. Um, she, Dr. Welding, she just talked about Martha Luther King, Jr. Uh, program tomorrow. We will have uh, William Pepper. He is a white male. Uh, he was one of the attorneys uh, who brought the most recent uh, trial in the assassination of Martin Luther King, Jr. Uh, he wrote a book about it. The book, he actually wrote two books, um, the first book, Order to Kill, and the second book, Act of State, uh, where he talks about how uh, James Earl Ray was not the person who uh, murdered uh, Martin Luther King, Jr. It was, in fact, very powerful white people who coordinated this effort. Uh, he'll be on the program tomorrow, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and on Sunday, we will have Charles Mills. He is a non-white male professor at Northwestern University. Uh, he is the author of The Racial Contract. Uh, his book uh, basically talks about how white men and women have made a partnership to dominate the non-white people of the planet. Uh, his book, again, The Racial Contract, he will be here on Sunday, uh, December 13th at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific. Again, that is Charles Mills. Uh, 
one of the, uh, I think one of my listeners recommended Mr. Mills, Professor Mills, to come on the program. Uh, I think several people are familiar with his work and think he, uh, he has constructive things to add. So that will be on Sunday, two programs. Uh, I think I have another show next week I'll get uh, punched in. Uh, and, again, Matt Ray, he flaked on the program yesterday. I was really looking forward to having him on the show. But he uh, backed out at the last minute, I strongly suspect, racist. I'd love to get him on the program and talk about how his book, I suspect, strongly reinforces and practices racism. Uh, before we wrap up, Justice, do you have anything you want to say? And make sure you share your uh, your email address, please. Justice.asap at yahoo.com. Again, Justice.asap at yahoo.com. Outstanding. Again, my apologies. I thought uh, normally Justice is doing her school thing uh, this early. I did not think she was going to be uh, hanging out for the show, but we able to get her in so she could ask some questions. My fault. should have had her for the uh, duration of the program. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the broadcast. Uh, hope you found it constructive. Support Cree's efforts this weekend, and uh, the cows will be back to share uh, constructive information, hopefully, uh, tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific with uh, William Pepper. Uh, thank you, everybody. I'm going to get... Uh, Mr. Williams' commercial as we uh, end the program. Uh, thank you, Dr. Welsing, for sharing your time with us. And here we go. Is racism hurting you? On issues of race, are you unable to speak, think, and act with clarity and confidence? Are you tired of laughing when nothing is funny, smiling when you are not happy, agreeing when you really disagree? Counterracism.com, you can learn specific strategies and techniques to counter the behaviors of the people who practice racism in all areas of activity. Using words correctly, following counter-racist logic, even counter-racist science projects designed to reveal what racism is, how it works, and how to counter it. The open source code writing format allows you to pick and choose from a variety of counter-racist suggestions so you can produce the code that works for you. Stop by counterracism.com today and help replace racism with justice. That's counter-racism.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.